Welcome to DevCast. Dev Technology Group has been delivering information technology solutions that enable government missions for 20 years. I'm your host, Will Nichols, and this podcast is where we share the inspiration behind our work, as well as the technical details of implementing IT systems for the federal government. Here's the second part of our discussion with co-founder Susie Sylvester Dougal and CEO Kendall Holbrook, where we talk about giving back to the community and more. Both of you are very involved in your local communities at a personal level. And as a result, so is dev technology, of course. Can you talk about some of the ways you're each involved in in the community here, Susie? Yeah, sure. Um, You know, I always say the first, you know, life is phases. And um, anytime someone came to, to dev technology or to me personally that needed help or a donation, they got it. Um, but when we were small, our heads are down and we're just, just working and working and working, trying to grow the company and, and have opportunity for people as, as we've gotten uh, to this size, uh, for the past couple of years, I thought this was a great opportunity to formalize our process with our management team, um, and look at what is important to each of us and our employees. And and so those are the causes that Dev Technology will support. And they are around supporting uh, children in need, uh, the homeless, uh, veterans, and STEM programs. So, so those are the activities we support. We also support um, charities that our employees um, will approach us about. We have a matching program, so we do do a little bit of match. So we reserve some of the budget for people who want us to match what they do up to $100. Uh, but we donate significantly to uh, charities in our communities where, uh, you know, for example, um, Cornerstones is, is a, a charity in Reston and the Dulles Corridor. I selected them because um, when I learned about their mission, it's something that you can really see our community needs support. It needs not just individuals, but corporations in the area. They have a homeless shelter like two miles down the road, which is mind boggling to me. And every day I kind of count my blessings because life is short. And I encourage everyone just to take a moment and just be, just think, what are the things that you're grateful for today? I remember when I was um, in sixth grade living in rural Michigan, um, where really our whole industry uh, revolved around the auto industry. And that's when um, exports, imports started coming in and taking over. And both my parents lost their jobs. And I remember listening because I was an only child and only children really are good at (laughs) listening and eavesdropping. And I remember my parents thinking, how are we going to keep our house? How are we going to keep a roof over our heads? How can we afford groceries? And that made a huge impression on me because that thought never crossed my mind as a child. And I'm really good at imagining. And so I look back at that experience and imagine what if my parents weren't healthy? What if they didn't have a good idea? What would my life had, 
you know, what would it have been like? And so um, I, I think it's really important for people who have means to try to help those around them, especially when it comes to homelessness, because if you don't have a home, you can't even begin thinking about anything else in your life. Yeah, and I understand what you mean when you say mind-boggling. There's so much wealth in this area. It's hard to imagine that people wouldn't have homes, but housing is very expensive here. I'm sure there's a need. So you mentioned Cornerstones. Cornerstones is a—they a, pr- provide a homeless shelter and then helps move them um, out of homelessness into long-term, stable housing and helps them find jobs and, you know, really goes through the process of um, trying to fix the homeless uh, problem in in Fairfax County and the Dallas Corridor. We also have recently started working with um, Homestretch, which is in Falls Church, Virginia. Um, a lot of our employees are familiar and very passionate about what they do. They are very similar to Cornerstones, except they use predominantly uh, private funds so that um, whereas Cornerstones uses a combination and and uses a lot of federal programs, uh, Homestretch has a very unique approach that really takes that concept of teaching someone how to fish so that they can uh, sustain and grow. Uh, And that's, uh, and and so Homestretch works with um, predominantly, um, they are families and usually the family is led by uh, a single mother. So uh, it's a program that we're really excited to support. And how is this desire to help others um, affect, influence the way you run Dev Technology? <laughs> That's a big question. Um, you know, I think the desire to help others and um, it, it really comes back to that people are people, right? Every person has value. Um, and if our employees, if if we see our employees as people, and Susie talked in our last segment about the individualization of our employees at Dev, um, I think that kind of carries forward, right? It, it's the concept of if I'm treating you well and treating you as a person and you are a successful person, um, we are hoping to inspire our employees to then also lend a hand in helping. And every initiative that we've put on as a company, a corporation, um, we have had tremendous support from our employee base, whether it's, you know, bringing in food for food drives or it's, you know, having um, folks come in and, and, um, you know, bring in clothing. Like we do, or support families at the holidays or, whatever, whatever the initiative is. And, you know, Susie also mentioned having the opportunity to match employee donations. So I think it just really comes to treating people as a whole person, knowing that they have desires to help um, and giving them a way to do so and support to do so. Um, You know, we are talking actively about implementing a formal volunteer policy at Dev, which we haven't had to date. Um, but we have done volunteer work. So it's just making it a little bit more formal, a little bit more comfortable for those so that they know, you know, that we are supportive of their efforts um, specifically, even if their efforts not um, organized by the company. 
How do you create and drive a culture of community outreach, uh, service, giving back to others in the community, and how do you provide a platform for employees to, to contribute to their communities? So as a, as a company, we certainly, as Susie has touched on, identify organizations that we're going to provide corporate support to, right? And those are typically larger donations, and it's typically organizations directly within the community where our offices are. Um, and so those are the basis for our platform of helping in the community. So many of those opportunities, whether it be Cornerstones or Home Stretch or even Fairfax County Family Services, which we support every year, um, provides different types of giving and activities um, that our employees can engage in directly. So we don't always just ask for money. A lot of times we ask for time or hands to help, you know, et cetera. Um, so that is, that's the basis for the platform. We also offer a corporate match, normally up to about $100 for any organization that is personally um, supported by an employee. All they have to do is ask, and we'll do that match. Um, you know, in addition, we try to create some, some direct hands-on opportunities within the offices, right, so that for someone who is working long hours, is on a difficult project, or just doesn't have time to kind of get away from the office and do a volunteer job, we do provide some in-house, you know, opportunities. Um, you know, in last year, we created, in December, um, shoe boxes for the homeless that were filled with basic necessities, right? There were volunteers who went out to purchase items. There were volunteers who offered to give money. And there were volunteers who offered to put those shoe boxes together and then deliver them to the organization that we supported. So simple things like that um, helps. Yeah. And, and those kinds of activities have so many benefits, right? So it benefits, of course, the charity and those in need. But it also benefits us in many ways. It, it gives our team an opportunity. You know, when I talk about your brain needs to shut down or it needs to restart, uh, it, it gives someone an opportunity to um, be in a different environment and really feel good about helping, knowing that what they did, whether it was their money or their hands or, you know, their time, um, helped improve someone else's life. And when you go, you know, recently we were in, um, a few of us were at the, one of the Reston Community Centers um, sorting food donated that the U.S. Postal Service picked up from uh, citizens. And we're sorting food to help the food pantry. And it, it's, it's a great activity just to reboot your mind. And it was such a huge pile of food that we could have used some more volunteers. And my thought was, wow, if I didn't make it today, I don't know that that food would have been sorted before they needed to leave that community center um, and, and what would have happened. So it just helps you feel so much more integrated with the community. And it helps remind you also, you know, all of the, it helps you be gratitude, you know, grateful for what you have in your life, it helps you understand because as we're sorting food, you know, uh, someone came in because the pantry was closed 
that day. So they heard the food was being sorted at the community center. So they came to see if they could get some food. And, you know, it reminds you, if you thought this frustrating problem in your life was, you know, you're so focused on it, and you see that this person came in to get some food, I think it helps kind of put things back into a more realistic perspective. Yeah, I I find that a a very interesting um, comment, Susie, because, you know, I I do, I, I have always felt like you, you talked about your story from the sixth grade, a social responsibility, that it is my responsibility to do something to make this a better community, better place, you know, better country. And, you know, I, I do think that the majority of people have that desire and need, um, but they don't often know what to do. You know, the problems are so immense, they don't know what to do. So I think one of the ways in which our platform, our, us introducing opportunities to our employees, helps them figure out you know, I can take two hours. I can go to the, the food pantry and sort food. I can put together a shoebox for the homeless, and it actually has an impact. Um, and, you know, it, it is, we are very fortunate. We live in a bubble in the Washington, D.C. area, yet there are people in the bubble who don't eat every night, um, who don't have a job to go to, who sleep outside. Um, so there, there are people with real struggles, and I think sometimes we forget that. You know, we forget that these are people, too, who have value. They just need a helping hand. Kendall, you came from a background in computer science, and you've clearly been very successful. You've moved into a leadership role over the years. Uh, You've been very supportive of women in IT. Can you talk a little bit about your work in that area, what you see sort of the state of the industry is with regard to that? So I graduated from engineering school in 1996. I went to the University of Virginia. Um, I was a computer science grad. Um, In my computer science department, there were five women of 60. So I've always kind of been in, you know, in in multiple minority groups in IT and computer science. And so I knew coming into the workforce that that was what I was faced with. Yet, um, my one of my first jobs on our immediate project, I, I was very fortunate to have a lot of women who were there. I'm not sure where they came from. I'm not sure where they found them. But on my immediate project, I was supported by a lot of women on my first project. When I moved out of that project and or went to a big conference is when I started having that experience of, okay, I'm like looking around. I'm the only one here. Um, so... It's to me, it's important um, to continue to provide that support system for women who want to be in the field um, so they don't have that feeling of I'm the only one. I'm kind of alone in this. You know, I I do think that, um, you know, working with there's lots of established organizations. There's women in technology. You know, there are multiple um, associations that have women's groups within them. I went to the Northern Virginia Chamber um, meeting this morning, and they have a women in technology um, group as well. So there are a lot of groups um, that are there, but there still are a a limited number of women who are actually doing technical roles. Um, So just trying to provide that face, trying to, Susie mentioned, support of STEM, 
trying to get to girls who are interested in STEM at a young age because we kind of have to grow it up, right? You have to grow up from the bottom. We can't um, we can't just try and target those who are currently there because there's just a, a, a limited pool. Um, so just being there, being out there, you know, um, sh- telling people my background, making it less scary, talking about what it is. Um, and then also in, in going back to the mentorship discussion we had previously, providing a mentor opportunity for women who are in the technical field and, and kind of giving them someone to talk to or ask questions of or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. Yeah. And, you know, I, I saw, I think it, it struck, it struck me. I mean, we always know we need more women in the IT, IT field. Actually, we need more people in the <laughs> Generally, IT field, yeah. really. really. Um, but it, it struck me when we supported the Herndon Robotics team because they made it to nationals. So we sponsored them to help them get to nationals in St. Louis. And we, we, you know, we wanted to give send the team off. That was Kendall's idea was to send them off with fanfare, like you know when the football team goes to, you know nationals <laughs> or regionals. Rally, yeah, right? they get a pep rally. So we gave them a little, our own little rally with balloons and you know um, gifts to take on the plane, uh, tech magazines, snacks, snacks, <laughs> and we we met with the team. And I was you know there's a dozen kids. There was two young ladies there, and I thought, okay, that's really great. There's some some repre- you know someone to represent, and we were chatting with them, and I we said, oh, you're on the robotics team. And they said, oh no, we're we're project managers, <laughs> and it's like, okay, well that's good, but you still see the the young ladies kind of shying away from, you know, being the programmers. So that experience actually uh, jump started an idea of us working with South Lakes High School. And, and then I had an opportunity to support the middle school. So we supported the middle school's cyber. They, it was their first year for, for starting a cyber security team. And that's been successful because that took, so this, uh, I think this past school year was the first year the high school had a cyber team because that middle school group went to high school. So it, br- it brought it, so it's growing. Um, we haven't had a lot of uh, time this past year to expand on our um, STEM ideas with South Lakes, but that's uh, coming next, and we'll be looking for volunteers. Susie, you are the chair of the Capital Steps annual fundraiser for Cornerstones. Can you talk about that event and the impact it's had within the Northern Virginia area. Yeah, so um Capital Steps. So if you if anyone, I'm sure a lot of people know, it's named after the the troupe, the comedy troupe. They're called the Capital Steps. So they started performing to support Cornerstones, which used to be called Rest and Interfaith. Um f- probably 35 years ago. And it was a, a fundraiser and it grew slowly, slowly, slowly about five years ago, I think they achieved raising $100,000 for Cornerstones. Um, and that funding is important because that that is the funding that helps move people out of the shelter. It costs about 5000 per family to move them out of the shelter to help them pay for the first month's rent and security deposit and, you know, start them um, with supplies to, to get started and move in. 
um, I got I, I started uh, supporting and volunteering there a couple years ago, and I joined the committee last year. I was the chair. Last year, we were able to raise three hundred fifty thousand, which was the highest. Um, and and we received, you know, we achieved that partly because I think with the addition of our partners in in the uh, federal contracting arena and our IT partners really stepped up and made a big difference. So that is a clear example. When you ask people, please help, they help. They help, <laughs> and it, yeah. it, it makes a huge difference in our community. So uh, I'm chairing again for the uh, next Capital Steps fundraiser. That'll be in January of 2019. And so we're hoping um, for, you know, a, a, a successful run there. Cornerstones has two big fundraisers a year, Best of Reston and Capital Steps. So they're, it's very important in order for them to, to get their federal funding, they have to have their own funding uh, to make that happen. So this is what allows them to help uh, people in need. Well, we'll make sure we put links to that organization in the show notes for the podcast. Thank you both for joining us in the studio today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Will. Thanks for listening to DevCast. By the way, Dev Technology is growing, and that means we're hiring for a variety of positions, including DevOps engineers, SharePoint developers, Java developers, database developers, and system engineers. To learn more about Dev Technology and to view full job listings, visit devtechnology.com careers. We've been rated as a top workplace by the Washington Post five years in a row based on employee surveys. And here's what application administrator Cindy had to say about working at Dev Technology. I see the company always looking forward at what's coming out in 10 years and thinking, wow, do you think we could develop something like that in six and a half or seven years? Now be sure to follow Dev Technology on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to make sure you're seeing the most recent job openings, as well as blog posts from our subject matter experts and just to see some of the fun stuff our employees are up to around the office. Thanks for listening.